can welcome. Here we go. Let's get this started. It is February 8th here in the world right now, and you are listening to the Stop Skeletons from Fighting podcast, the Stop Skeletons from Podcasting. This is the game club for uh, December 2020. <laughs> we are here to talk about Majora's Mask for the game club, and it's been kind of crazy. We're doing this a little late, and uh, you know what? That is because, uh, you know what? In the middle of December, uh, things got kind of wild, kind of got crazy. And yes, uh, I got the chat here. Uh, no grace for the podcast today. It is just going to be solo Derek. Grace did not have a chance to get into any Zelda uh, Majora's Mask in the month of December. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to run through. I think we've talked about this, you know, on the Patreon and on YouTube uh, around. But just so everybody is 100% caught up. Uh, in the middle of uh, kind of early in December, actually, uh, we had a, a damn leak uh, in our, our uh, uh, through a light fixture in a hallway. And this is actually like the, the second time that particular place has leaked. We've had a bunch of issues with that apartment uh, leaking and we're just a little kind of fed up with it. And the apartment gave us the opportunity to uh, terminate our lease uh, early or move units. And we entertained the idea of, hey, let's see if we can't find a bigger place, maybe for cheaper. And um, we did, in fact, do a bunch of open houses, looked at a bunch of different apartments. And we realized that, like, really doing um, moving again, uh, six months after moving in that first apartment, moving again, still in the pandemic around Christmas time, uh, you know, it, it, it was not good. And we kind of wasted, I would say, about a week or so of just kind of focusing on that, figuring out our living situation um, before we decided we just wanted to move units. The new unit we're living in here uh, is a similar layout, but we have um, it, it's it's, you know, all units here in this place we're living in. They're all slightly different. And I do think that uh, this is going to be a much better situation for us. We moved our actual bedroom to the smaller guest bedroom and the office from the guest bedroom to the master bedroom, which actually just gives us so much more space. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, I will say that we I, I finally got all of my crap out of storage last year from Anchorage, Alaska. And when I finally brought it down here to Seattle, I realized like, oh, we need to get a, a bigger apartment that we can fit all this stuff. Cause I hadn't really had everything for so damn long that I kind of forgot all I had. When we moved to the place, our new apartment last July, I kind of had the realization like, Oh, this apartment isn't quite big enough. It actually was big enough. But if we had swapped out the bedrooms, then suddenly we had a little more space. And also the closet situation is a lot better over here. I just want to say it's been a wild couple of months. Also, I had to go to the emergency room. That was fun. Uh, I'm doing much better now, but like we had to move still moving to a new unit still takes a lot of time uh, and a lot of energy um, and a little bit of money. And uh, yeah, after a long weekend of doing that, a long week leading up to doing that, um, I guess I wasn't treating my I was I was not I was not in the healthiest situations. And then uh, uh, had to go to the emergency room. That was a fun day. And then kind of had to recover, you know, from that. It's been a wild couple of months. Which is why it is February 8th, and that is why we were doing this Game Club podcast uh, for December here in February. Um, and yes, let's get into it. Uh, we have the chat here. Uh, can Blockbuster in Alaska hype? Uh, no more. I believe all of the Blockbusters in Alaska are uh, 
I believe they have closed. At least definitely the one I was in Alaska last in 2019. Uh, the blockbuster near my parents' house where I got things like my box copy of Wolfenstein 3D for the Super Nintendo. That had been long gone. Um, there's just the one left. I thought the I thought there was only one left in like Oregon and that is gone? I don't recall. Um, but rest in peace, Blockbuster. Uh, I guess long live Blockbuster, uh, the Netflix. <laughs> Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix. Whoops. Well, they tried. Anyway, how does everyone feel about The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask? Um, AKA Zora Swimming Simulator uh, 2000. Um, I think we can, you know, we can start start with a little bit of uh, a little history. I think everyone kind of knows the the brief history of Majora's Mask in that it was a, you know, a follow-up to uh, Ocarina of Time and this one was actually made in, you know, the 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 word is in a year. And I would say that there are many aspects of this game where I'd go, yeah, this does seem like it was a game made kind of quickly. Um, oh, you're only about halfway done with it, still playing. I would say that like um, the uh, later half of this game is uh, much, much better. Um, it's, I think this game is, I've always, this is the first time I have actually beaten it. Uh, I always thought this game was a more interesting game than Ocarina of Time. To me, Ocarina of Time, for all that it did for pushing gaming and the third dimension and a lot of things forward, it really did kind of feel like a 3D remake of Link uh, Link, uh, Link to the Past. Sorry, my mind wants to go to Link Between Worlds because that's an incredible game, too, that I played briefly uh, over this over this, uh, this, this cycle here. Um, and... Ocarina of Time is a great game. I've always kind of felt like, though, it's a bit overrated. I think that people came out of the gate talking about perfect 10 out of 10. I actually am a, a pretty big fan of Mr. Jeff Gerstmann, but I've always disagreed with his perfect 10 out of 10 review that he gave uh, uh, to uh, Ocarina of Time. It was certainly a landmark game for a lot of reasons, but I always felt like it was good. It had problems, and at its core, it really just kind of felt like a you know really good still kind of like an unimpressive remake of of a super nintendo game i guess unimpressive to me i i, I like the I, I it's weird to say this because i've beaten ocarina numerous times uh and I, I this is the first time i've beaten majora's mask but i've always kind of held that majora's mask was a more uh interesting game yeah ocarina of time a solid nine yeah i think yeah nine nine five i think it's just i thought that the camera is really bad. I would say that the camera in Majora's Mask is also really bad. Um, and uh, some of the, you know, of course the Water Temple. No one likes the Water Temple. No one else talks about that after the Water Temple you go to the desert and you have to do like, there's a stealth uh, sequence. And that is equally uh, terrible. Um, I think, you okay, some people like the Water Temple. And that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I think the Water Temple is just, uh, it's a slog. It just feels like um, my recollection of it, I guess it's been a couple of years. My recollection of it is kind of wandering around the Water Temple, figuring out what you have to do next, learning what you need to do next, and then learning, but I need to change the water level in order to reach this area or get to this room. And then it's like, okay, cool. 
how do I do that again? Okay, I got over here to change the lot. And then once you raise the water, it's like, cool. Wait, where was I going again? It just, because it, it felt like it was a bit of a slog. And for me, though, equally irritating was the stealth sequence area in the desert after that. Um, uh, yeah, not great. Not perfect 10 out of 10, but uh, not to just dump this all on Jeff Gersman. I feel like the discourse around ocarina was like yeah we all agree this is the greatest game of all time right cool i'm like no it's very very good but uh at its core it's still very fundamentally a super nintendo game that i had played you know only a few years earlier majora's mass which is such a more interesting and weird game um but there are some aspects of it that are kind of obtuse and uh i do feel like in a lot of ways we'll get into this a little later i think this is an extremely controversial statement here so look out bridges being burned right now. Hot takes incoming. I think the Majora's Mask 3DS remake fixes a lot of stuff that I guess I personally had problems with in the N64 original. Um, but let's just kind of start this off here. 2000. Expansion pack required. This is a late era uh, N64 game. And the Nintendo 64 is a system that when you look back on it, Man, only a few really good developers figured out that system and locked it down. And Nintendo was certainly one of them. This was kind of like the start of Nintendo just kind of making systems for themselves and not kind of like being like, well, I hope third parties will be able to figure it out, whatever. Um, And the fact that they were able to make Majora's Mask flawed as it may be, as that original version may be, that they were able to crank that out in a year is not only shows the incredible amount of creativity that that team had, but also, wow, y'all were able to pump out that in a year? Damn. So, again, such an interesting thing about this game. Uh, The time travel stuff is such a great and cool mechanic. Uh, It lends itself to just an interesting gameplay loop, you know, cycle, if you want to call it also um, is really damn clever and builds into the world. That's just this, you know, I guess would it be malaise? This very thick sadness around everything. <laughs> uh, it really, in a similar way that I, I really, really appreciate Link's Awakening for the original Game Boy. You know, that game is hella sad. Really dark. Um, the ending and... The ending is just sort of like stealthy, like, yeah, this is kind of like everyone's just going to die. Sorry. That's just kind of how it has to be. It's only kind of when you kind of sit and really think about what's going on in that game. Is it really depressing and kind of sad? And especially with Majora's Mask, you can get kind of caught up in uh, just, you know, the quest to get all the stuff and save the day. But just the persistence of having to whenever you get to the final day or the final hours and that really just heavy and emotional music plays over the final minutes. Um, it's just, I, I, I mean, I, I like my stuff kind of dark. I'm a happy guy, <laughs> but I do definitely like my tragedy sometimes in my fiction. Uh, I like dark stuff sometimes. And um, a lot of Zelda games, you know, they, they're not known for story. Um, you know, I would say that uh, even a game that I know is controversial among our, little community here uh but the little story that was in um uh, breath of the wild i thought was actually uh quite good and quite grim and quite fun 
they didn't actually tell a really good story within the game. A lot of it, you kind of have to sit back and think. When you look at, you have to put it together yourself. When you look at the cutscenes of Breath of the Wild, not a whole lot going on there. But when you kind of sit back and put it all together and, you know, look at the forest for itself and not just the trees, you do see like, wow, there's actually uh, a lot going on there. This one I feel like is, 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 a, is a game that actually has a lot of story right away and has a deeper story when you think about it. It does have like surface level story and also like beneath the surface story in a way that a lot of Zelda games just don't. Um, Zelda games kind of like, because I think that series is just so damn successful, it kind of has to be very simple. And this is one of the few times that like they really gambled with something weird for a mainline Zelda game. And so I'm not sure what you can really say about that. That hasn't already been said, but just, you know, just the three day cycle um with Majora's Mask it it's just it's just brilliant for so many reasons also I, we talked a lot about this in the uh the discord chat if you have any kind of anxiety <laughs> you know this, this this game really brings out the anxiety because um Majora's Mask a lot of the quests that you do and a lot of tasks that you are given can totally be done in like the the three-day structure right uh they never give you something that you there are, I would say, only a handful of quests I felt like I was like really struggling to finish by the end. Uh, if maybe I was trying to unlock a dungeon and then beat the dungeon and then get all the fairies, then maybe I was like running up against the clock and a couple times I wasn't able to do that. But you kind of get the sense of like, man, if you want to do anything in the game, the clock is ticking and you really got to run. You really got to get to it. The game doesn't is very seldom ever that, uh, uh, that hard on you hard pressed on you but that feeling is there it, it's never that you're never that close on time but that the, the the threat of it is there and so it always just you're not just out having an adventure and checking stuff out there's always that thing in the back of your mind like well i'm checking out this new area but i can't be here for too long um it feels like it's a type of, like it's a game that they that, that's a mistake that they could have made making certain quests and certain areas too big that must have been very very uh, stifling for them maybe it worked with their one year uh, deadline but like they couldn't make the game itself literally traveling uh too big they couldn't make quests too long they couldn't couldn't make the dungeons too long um oh similar yeah like pikmin that's right you know that's a good uh, uh that's a good parallel a lot of people kind of prefer the first pikmin um over the other uh, two because of that um, uh, that that's short cycle. And also, uh, you know, Dead Rising has a very strange kind of three-day cycle and a very odd save system that they largely got rid of in, in later Dead Rising games that uh, even though that's not a series, I, I really need to get smart on Dead Rising. But um, I do know that they kind of turned them, <laughs> they kind of turned them more into like, you know, Dynasty Warriors Musou games, uh, which I think... That sounds like a good idea, you know, just replace lots of knights and horses and goblins and stuff with zombies. That sounds like a good idea. Unfortunately, you kind of betray uh, the first few games that were very, very dependent on that weird time gimmick. And so apparently uh, one and two are good. Three is men, four is bad. That's I feel like depending on the Dead Rising series, uh, I, I, oh, kind of my... 
outside perspective on it, depending if, if, if you didn't play one and two, three and four are fine. I understand that Dead Rising three and four, they're fine games. They're bad Dead Rising games. That's kind of my understanding. Stay hydrated. Okay, I think I'm kind of like it's, ah, doing the solo. There's so much to talk about with Majora's Mask. Let's just, just all right, let's get back into this. Here we go. All right. So the thing I really liked about this game, I think do people really talk about Majora's Mask and give it credit for being like one of the early uh, great examples of an open world game? The way the quests are and the way that you interact with the people and the way that the world slowly opens up and the people and uh, you know, getting masks here and doing this stuff there. This is totally like an open world game where you walk up to somebody and you get a, uh, and you, but instead of like, you know, literally being so um, rigid, like say a Grand Theft Auto, you walk up into uh, a little cone of light and then suddenly you have to drive this person to this area and not get, you know, it, it isn't so rigid in, in, a, in a quest like that. But really when you look at the, you know, the bomb journal and especially by the end of the game where you have most of the masks and everything is uh kind of opened up to you everything is just like a little a little mini quest it this is an open world game where you really have to know the locations of everything and everyone and where they're doing what they're what's going on um this feels like a very early progenitor open world game i think the issue then though is that uh there's not much that they could put in the game because of the three-day cycle because they couldn't make it too 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 grand uh unfortunately so many of the quests um boil down to a heart container or a piece of heart a piece of heart container or a mask that just gets you another piece of heart there are so many throwaway masks that uh are literally like hey put this on talk to this person they go oh my god and they give you a piece of heart and then you're done that's that's over it's finished and uh there i did not 100 this game at all anywhere near that I did manage to get all of the masks. Um, I did enjoy it enough to, to get all the masks. But honestly, I think I only had like one and a half full rows of hearts. Uh, and I just whooped the final boss. Um, there wasn't the, 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 there wasn't that much challenge to the game that I felt like I really needed to have more health. So the incentive to do side quests was purely just uh, to know this world better know the people better and just really experience this world and the credit sequence i always love a good credit sequence in a game where you just kind of show um all the characters that you've met and when you kind of have that it's like it really does you kind of sit back and you're like oh man we did have some good times didn't we this game does that very well it's it's a game that like is, is it's its own incentive in a way uh i'm usually the type of guy that needs to have a checklist of ideas or checklist of things to do um, I don't really, because I like to play a lot of games, kind of once I do all the things I need to do in a game, I don't never just go back and just play the game just for the hell of it, unless it is a game I super, super enjoy. Um, but this game, I do feel like, even though I didn't need to do some of these quests, I had enough hearts, and also there's a, a, an upgrade you get where you get, you know, uh, uh, you basically get two times the, de the, the defense, um, and there's very easy ways to get all kinds of fairies and and uh, 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 different potions. Like life is not really a huge issue in this game, but I still felt myself doing a lot of quests, even though I knew that all I was going to get from them was just another piece of heart. And I think that to me, that's like kind of shocking that I would do that. Um, that I would just play the game to enjoy just the game. 
uh, because I usually don't typically play games quite like that exactly. Um, the side quest for the sword. Yeah, the side quest for the sword is actually, uh, the, I guess, technically like two side quests for two different swords because the, you know, the fairies and stuff that you collect uh, in the fourth dungeon get you like the big, the big sword. Um, some of these side quests, though, I do think were kind of a waste of time. The, the, the sword side quest is fun, but does uh, take a really long time. I feel like that's one of the few that does really take... If you want to get the sword side quest, you kind of basically need to dedicate an entire entire cycle to that. Uh, I managed to beat the third... Is it the third or the fourth dungeon that has one of the frog bosses? Um, I managed to beat that and I still had some time left over. So then I went out of my way. It, or, there, there's a mask that lets you talk to frogs. And when you talk to five frogs hidden in the world, they all meet you at the waterfall uh, in, the, in, in the ice area, in the snow area near the, uh, the Gorgon area. And in order to get, in order to get <laughs> the waterfall to appear not frozen, you have to beat the second boss. Um, once you beat the dungeon, you can very easily just go to the dungeon, warp to the boss, beat the boss. Not a very difficult boss. Does take some time, but not a very difficult boss. However, uh, two of the frogs that you need to uh, find and talk to, they are both mini bosses in the first and third dungeon. Or maybe the fourth dungeon. I, I'm forgetting. But basically, you have to play through th like two, like one whole, you have to beat one boss and then play through half of two other dungeons uh, to beat these bosses, talk to the frogs, and then find two other more frogs. They're not too difficult to find. It's one in the swamp and then one in the clock town. But to get these five frogs, so they all play a song and sing together. They're a choir. That's the, uh, uh, they're, they're a glee club or something like that, right? It actually is a ton of work. You have to replay a lot of the dungeons, beat a lot of bosses just for a piece of heart. That was maybe the one side quest where I was like, that was too much work. And uh, my <laughs> the reason why that was kind of a bummer for me is because I don't think I liked any of the dungeons in this game. I think that the first dungeon was fine, but it was very short, very simple, you know, as as a as a first dungeon in a Zelda game typically is. It's very simple. Um but I think the second dungeon, the Goron dungeon, I think is fine. Uh, I think that when you're trying to get all the fairies, though, in that dungeon, that dungeon was not made to backtrack into. It flows in a very, it flows one direction. If you're just trying to beat that second dungeon and get to the boss, then I think it actually is a fine dungeon. But of course, I like collecting stuff. I'm going to go back and get them damn fairies and trying to navigate. Yeah. That has, yeah. The second, the second dungeon has the big pillar and you got stuck before you didn't realize you had to punch the pillar. Yeah. That's I'll get to that in a second. Um, I feel like that dungeon in particular, it doesn't feel like it was made to have the fairies. Um, going back to the dungeons to click the fairies was awful. Yeah. I tried to do that while going through the dungeons. Um, just because I didn't want to go through them again. The fourth dungeon, uh, I thought was actually kind of, was kind of fun, but I had this, a similar problem with the third and fourth dungeons, whereas like, I didn't really know what the hell it was supposed to do. I feel like a lot of, uh, 
each dungeon in a Zelda game kind of usually has some kind of gimmick, right? And you usually kind of walk into the dungeon and it like lets you know like, hey, you're trying to get to this thing. So you kind of need to figure out what switches and things. It, there's, a, there's a gimmick they have to kind of introduce you to it, right? Things you have to do. I felt like in the third dungeon, I was just like hitting switches and shit. I didn't even know what I was doing. I still don't think I, I've played through the third dungeon twice, uh, which is the Zora dungeon. I don't think I fully understand what the hell you're even doing. I do know you have to like hit all these switches uh, to turn um, uh, the water around, but it's just, it was never really clear as to, you know, uh, what the hell you were supposed to do. Oh, thanks for hanging out. Fox Mulder. Uh, yeah. Take care. But, um, a lot of the the games just the, the I felt that the dungeons I think are sort of like if you already know what's up right if you have like there are some games that if you are, are not really thinking about like the new players <laughs> they're thinking about the people I'm sure the people that made these dungeons are really proud of them but like everybody in the design team you know got to see these dungeons being made in real time they know what the gimmick is. And once you know what they are, I think the fourth dungeon actually is quite clever with the way that it flips up, uh, flips upside down and stuff like that. But it doesn't really introduce to you that like, hey, this is the gimmick. This is the thing you got to be paying attention to. And I felt myself just kind of wandering around, like figuring out like, okay, I have, I have like these three key. I have like, you know, one or two locked doors and I have to figure out where the keys are or conversely. Okay. I have a key. I have to find a locked door now. And I'm just like wandering around trying to trying to find what the hell to do. And I would say that like, dude, I only played the dungeons because I had to. Um, but I don't think I really enjoyed any of them, to be honest. I think in retrospect, I liked the fourth one because uh, uh, it is neat and clever, that upside down thing. But I don't think I really understood what the hell was going on. Oh, the skull. Oh, yeah. But this the skull skull chula houses. Those were fun. Those well, those are small and compact. I enjoyed both of those. Um, I like the second one because it was like hella spooky. There's some spooky moments in this game that are great. Uh, actually, I really I really like those mini dungeons. Those are fun. Especially the first one, there was like one or two. I forget what they were. There's like one or two that I just could not. Oh, I could not figure out that there was um, like a patch of soil on the wall. And you had to put bugs down near it and it would go on the wall. That took me a while to figure out, and it felt really stupid after uh, once once that came up, once that the realization of that's what I needed to do, I felt very dumb. But I I did uh, I really liked those, but they were short, right? And they were they were meant to be short and compact. Uh, and the second one is all like spooky. Um, I thought like how they 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 hid behind like uh, uh, different pictures, and you had to move. Um, there was a bookcase. I think the last one I couldn't find was in the library area. You have to walk towards a bookcase and you'll suddenly get a prompt to push and you got to push it out of the way. I thought though, I thought those were fun. And I, I do think that a lot of these levels are really creative. The, the, the four dungeons, they are quite creative. I just feel like they don't really, it's like, look, you've got, it's like your audience is not stupid, but they're uninformed, right? That's that, that, that is like the, the earliest, like, one of the few things from college I learned that I still use to this very day, uh, a writing teacher told me your audience is not stupid, but they are uninformed. You need you, your, your audience 
will understand what you are trying to say to them, but you need to inform them as to what you are trying to say. And I feel like that is missing on a lot of these dungeons. Um, just what are you looking for? What is the gimmick? Turn the water to go this way. Hit the, uh, you know, punch the uh, the columns to make it go down because you're trying to get to the top there. There's some stuff that I feel like the game just doesn't really doesn't really tell you and you kind of wander around and have to figure it out on your own and that's just not fun it's just really it just i honestly was kind of bored with them or just frustrated with them uh and that's in such stark contrast to like everything most of everything outside of the dungeons i had a lot of fun with meeting people and doing fun quests and all of that uh so i don't know if that's a hot take i do know that like the story behind um Ah, excuse me. The story behind a lot of this game was, you know, they wanted to make a Zelda Ocarina 2 and uh, Aonuma um, was like, oh man, these dungeons are perfect. I can't make any better dungeons. Um, which like, come on, man. But they did have some good stuff here. But one thing that Nintendo typically does do really, really well, maybe Zelda games do too well, almost to a detriment, is slowly introduce stuff to you, right? I would almost say that it's kind of a common issue with a lot of Zelda games. They take too long to friggin' start. Like, they have... It's so... Like, you know, but time... You know, from title screen to, like, beating your first dungeon, right? And a lot of Zelda games is, like, you know, in some instances, like, an hour or two or three, right? Um, But to be fair, it does have to kind of introduce things to you. A really good example, I would say... Uh, would be Spirit Tracks, which I know is often considered like the worst Zelda game. Uh, but that game does have a lot of really weird kind of parts to it, and the game does need to take a lot of time to explain all of them to you. Maybe a little too much time, but I think this is one instance where uh, they maybe had to spend so much time setting up the time travel mechanic and the plot with that and uh, the three-day cycle which they do very well, even though I do think the the intro to this game is a bit long. Uh, but they were so focused on that concept that, yeah, I don't think they did well in the dungeons. And I don't know if that's a hot take. Oh, the Twilight Princess's Farmer Link. I still have not played past that. <laughs> I remember getting a Wii and getting Twilight Princess. And I think after like an hour... I was like still uh, uh, catching chickens or trying to uh, wrangle up a bunch of sheep or something like that, and yeah, that was that was a bummer. <laughs> I kn- I think at that point I also had like WarioWare smooth moves, and I was like, I'm gonna play a different game, uh, and I don't think I ever actually got back to it. I would like to go back and play uh, uh, Twilight Princess. I also want like to go and finish um, Wind Waker one of these days. A lot of Zelda games. You know what, this 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 game club was good for me to finally finish uh, Majora's Mask as well. I think people are pretty lukewarm on the two, three dungeons in Majora's Mask, but they love Stone Tower. I think I liked Stone Tower, which is the fourth one. Kind of like after it had made sense to me, I did spend a lot of my time through uh, Stone Towers kind of doing the same thing. Like, what am I doing? Where am I, where am I going? What is, what is the goal here? I'm just trying to find treasure chests with keys and doors, I suppose. Um, but 
I think I had to do, I think I wandered around Stone Tower for so long that I had to do it twice. And the second time I was like, it clicked on me and I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Which I think is why maybe Majora's Mask is a game that people are really, really into or don't like at all. Because if you're really into it and you play it multiple times, maybe the gimmick and the genius of the dungeons do click on you event eventually. But as a first impression, when you're first playing this game, uh, or play, I, I, this is actually my third time playing through it, uh, finally beating it. But I, I, I only I, I attempted to play this game multiple times over the years to the point where I kind of had forgotten uh, a lot of things. I still just the the dungeons were kind of a bummer. Uh, Stone Tower was fun. I've heard some people complain about like the, um, uh, the 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 walk up to get to Stone Tower uh, as kind of annoying because you have to keep playing that song over and over again. Um, you have to make the, 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 the duplicate versions of yourself to push the switches down. Um, I thought that puzzle was kind of uh, clever. Un after I figured out maybe, okay, I'm not the best at reading and maybe the game told me this and I'm just too dumb. That is very possible. But I did not realize that when you get the uh, uh, the song of cloning or whatever it is called, that you can do that four times with the three other masks. I did not the elegy of emptiness. Thank you. I did not realize that. I actually streamed that bit here on the Discord, and uh, the first set of switches. I was like, how am I supposed to to flip these switches? I don't understand this. Does the 3DS version does tell you? Okay, all right. <laughs> that again, that's probably on me. You were the one that told me? Okay, well, thank you very much. Because uh, I was not figuring that out on my own. But I wasn't getting too angry at the game. I was like, damn it, I probably missed something. <laughs> this is probably on me. Uh, after I figured that out, though, I thought that that part was actually kind of clever. Because you have these switches, and you have to, uh, each switch moves a big uh, a big block uh, to you, you kind of to create a makeshift bridge for you to get to the other side. You have to do that two, three times? Two or three times? Um, but you have to fit, but the way the blocks move, they can bump into each other. So you have to like figure out in what order you have to put the things on the switch. Um, I've heard people complain about that because I have to play the song over and over and over again. And that is kind of annoying, but this is one of the things I think that the 3ds remake fucking just, oh my gosh, the menu system is so, 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 so much better in the 3DS version, and the way that like you can pull out your ocarina. First off, your ocarina is always the button in the corner. It's never an item you have to equip. That's just smart. And you can pull up the sheet music and then just like read off of it. So if you ever need to know a song and you forget it, you don't have to like, oh crap, all right, unpause, go to the menu, look at it, go, all right, down, right, up, down, right, up. Okay, cool. And then pause, pull your, pull your ocarina. It's like, wait, up, down, right, oh, in that little instance, you forget, right? Um, it's just so smart that it lets you have, you can literally pull up the sheet music and then play along to it. It's so smart. So honestly, that section of the Stone Tower, or the, I guess the the pre preamble to the, the Snow Tower, man, didn't bother me that much. Uh, it is a little tedious, but I kind of like that puzzle. And after a while, that song just kind of became muscle memory. Didn't bother me that much, um, but that's something that this remake does so damn well. The menus are great. I thought the button layout is really, really great. 
um, that you can equip four things now. You have uh, your X, Y, and L and R buttons. Um, and because before you had to use the C buttons, left, right, and down were the three uh, uh, slots for you to input an item. And then C up is always like your vision, right? Go to first person mode. Um, I played this game on a new 3DS, which has the little nub, has this, the, the you know, uh, the circle circle pad plus right um having that complete that complete camera control holy shit huge huge game changer because uh all versions of this game uh maybe it is playing having played hundreds of hours of dark souls but yo locking on the enemies is not good in this game even in the remake which i feel like they should have been able to fix but there are some enemies where they jump on the um, they jump on the ceiling or they jump on the wall or they're flying around, and I'm just like pointing Link in that direction and slamming on the shoulder button like hopefully I'll link on hopefully I'll snap to him hopefully just sitting here hoping that the game will uh, lock onto with the target because I need to shoot you or I need to keep track of you. Um, having full camera control on that little nub on the <laughs> dual analog air quotes right yeah um, yeah that huge game changer but then again if you play it on a non uh new 3ds and you remove that um you're kind of back to one which you know also a problem i felt like i had with ocarina so it, it is kind of it's fixed in the 3ds version if you got the hardware for it right um another thing i think we have to talk about the most uh controversial aspect or what i, I feel like is the most controversial aspect aspect of this of this port um is the zora f- swimming uh i made the mistake the uh like career ending error of daring in a in a ute in a youtube video of saying that the best way to play majora's mask is on the 3ds port i will admit that at the time i was not really a majora's mask expert um, but as far as I was concerned, the improved menu system, the improved frame rate, holy shit, even with the expansion pack, uh, this game kind of runs like Garbo, uh, even on the uh, GameCube port. The GameCube port might run worse. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but just having better menus, having better frame rate, having better camera, potentially, just like that right there, yeah, okay. The the swimming ain't that great. Um but it, it does I that is that really it for you people? I I mean I don't want the amount of the amount of vitriol, the amount of hatred and like that is the most common thing that I get commented on in the expansion pack videos where I said this. Uh I think that is maybe the most common uh uh, uh response is oh my god, 3DS port of this is the worst thing Nintendo has ever done. They, it, it's it's incredible. People are incredibly passionate about this, um, but they always point to the swimming, the Zora swimming. They changed it and it sucks. Um, and I definitely the few times he had to swim in this game, I don't think it was very enjoyable. Uh, I managed to get the uh, uh, the uh, the adult Link mask at the very end, and there's a swimming uh, section there, and I found that incredibly frustrating. Whenever you have to swim in a direction and then try and like jump out 
uh, to like you know, land on something high up. Dude, forget about it. I struggled with that so hard. And also like, yeah, the fact that like swimming now takes magic is kind of ridiculous. But then again, at that point in the game, you probably have access to the uh, uh, to the special milk that lets you have unlimited magic anyway. So I don't know that that complaint is so bad. Um, yeah, uh, they, cr they, they cracked the Yeah, so N64 Majora's Mask somehow cracked the Zelda swimming formula and they fucked it up. But like the 3DS swimming is perfectly manageable. Um it is weird. It is a weird thing that they that they that they that they did. It of the things that needed to be fixed in this game, that wasn't one of them. And I will say that the mini game at the top of the waterfall in the Zora area, where you have to uh, uh, follow a fish and go through a bunch of rings. First off, any any game, any game where you got to go through rings, it's probably not a good time. Just in general. Uh, if it's a flying game, if it's Superman, if it's swimming like this, it usually sucks. The thing that killed me about that minigame was uh, when it was when you start swimming, like the camera pulls back from you um, to kind of create this illusion that you're moving really fast. But by doing that, I kind of don't know where the hell I am. And oh, the beaver rings. Thank you. Yes. Um, I felt like whenever I would hit a wall. I would bounce like 90 degrees, just boom, like other direction. And if I ever had to like stop and re-center re myself, suddenly swimming Zora can do 180 degrees on a damn dime. And so oftentimes I would like just barely miss a ring and then trying to correct myself was actually really, really difficult. And then also to get to the point where actually like you can swim, you have to like hit A to surface and then kind of move forward and hit a again to swim. So actually when you start swimming and then getting back to swimming, uh, I found incredibly difficult. And if you're off by a little bit, which you can, because the camera's pulled way back on you, you bounce around. Um, if you didn't take your super magic milk, uh, and you are running out of magic, that can be a problem. Uh, it, it is, it is bad. I definitely do not like the swimming. It, it is strange. And, but like, just to ignore everything else that this port does, um, I think is just I think is ridiculous, uh, because the the other games just run so bad and the, those menus. I guess the menus are just like it's Ocarina Majora have the exact same menu, so maybe people are just very nostalgic for it. But like, oh God, it's it's such a small section of the game. It's only you know it takes a long time to get there. I guess I don't. I didn't enjoy it, but I just it, it wasn't enough for me to completely write off. Uh, and the game's called Majora's Mask. It's not called Zora Swimming Simulator. So I just it's it's I guess I, I just am shocked at. Of course, whenever you remake something, you have to change stuff. That always sucks. I've heard people complain about the aesthetics. The game is much brighter and does take away from like, you know, the macabre and dark, dreary uh, uh, vibe of the game. Um, but I don't know, like. It's a remake. Like changes happen, it happens. Sorry, but it's that's not a big deal. Um but that th th that this is such a point of contention for so many people um is just wild to me. It's just really really wild to me. Um Majora's Mask is the kind of game that a lot of people 
who know the original game inside and out. It's, yeah, exactly. So any deviation from that in the 3DS port was put under an especially harsh lens. I do think that uh, that speaks to another phenomenon in the in, in Zelda games. I've talked about this on streams and stuff, but uh, I'll talk about it he- here again in the podcast. Ever since Ocarina, every Zelda game that's come out has been trash. Or from, I'm not huge in the Zelda fandom, so just as from my outside perspective, looking at the discourse, new Zelda game comes out, trash, hate it, it's the worst thing ever. It's not Ocarina 2, trash, garbage, hate it. Wind Waker, who's this little kid? Sucks, hate it, don't like it. But then the next Zelda game comes out, and then everybody's like, wait a minute. No, Wind Waker was actually a classic. Uh, I don't know what y'all talking about. Twilight, Twilight Princess. Oh, that's total trash. And then, you know, uh, Skyward Sword comes out, and it's the worst game ever. Oh my god, Twilight Princess was actually the best Zelda game ever. It just feels like there's this weird thing where I don't, I, I don't know that I, I can never get the temperature. I can never read the room on a Zelda fandom. It feels like Breath of the Wild, and yes, I know some of you don't like Breath of the Wild, and that's fine. But it just feels like. That that's the first Zelda game since Ocarina where everybody agreed, mostly, mostly everybody agreed, the, mostly the Zelda f- fandom, as well as the reviewers, they agreed like, yeah, this one's good. No, they nailed this one. Whereas, um, didn't Jeff Gerstmann, I brought him up earlier, didn't he famously give, was it Mario Sunshine or Twilight Princess like an 8.8? And he got tons of shit for it. But then kind of people have come around and been like, yeah 8.8 that's pretty that's that's maybe too high or that's maybe pretty accurate um i remember i think it was like ign gave skyward sword a perfect 10 and then uh i think it was somebody else on giant bomb uh gave gave it a four out of five four stars out of five which is still very good but people were like livid that yeah it was it's so i don't know right it's difficult to get the temperature of a Zelda, of a Zelda fan base. They're very passionate, and as and as well they should be. Uh, some of consistently some of the like best made games have been Zelda. It is one of the all time iconic series in video games. Like there's a pedigree to that series that it you know it has earned. But it's the fandom is so wild and. So I, I guess to loop back around to your point, you were saying uh, so in the, in the chat, you were saying, sorry, another message is like 80 things away. I, I forget who said it, so I apologize. But the reason why the 3DS port was put under an expressively and an, an, an especially harsh lens is no one liked Majora's Mask when it first came out. But the people that did like Majora's Mask when it first came out, they probably feel like especially passionate because like they didn't have anybody to turn to you know uh back then on GameSpot and GameFAQs and other places like everybody was like ocarina is the best majora was just an absolute garbage garbage fire and they were like no and they were the ones they were the ones who saw the genius they were the ones who were like holy crap this is really doing something that no other game was doing um that uh Especially at the time, because again, I, I think this game is like one of the original open world games, you know, a whole year before Grand Theft Auto, uh, you know, around the same time as Shenmue. Um, 
This is a, this is a trailblazing game, and I don't think a lot of people realize that at the time what they were doing, and 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 that they did it in a freaking year, you know. Uh, so I guess I do understand why those people they look at this game and they've had to like double down and triple down, like no, this game is brilliant, and they're right to do that. Uh, but then that like this 3DS version came comes out, and they just get go stuck on the on the swimming or the saving, which I feel like. The fact that you can now save at any owl statue during the day, I think is, just makes the game just a little more accessible. Not to mention, yo, it's a portable game. You can hate on the fact that uh, the saving system is different. And for people who don't know, um, in the, uh, the 64 version, the only way to save is to reset the cycle. So if you're like in the middle of something, if you're in the middle of a uh, a dungeon or a quest and you got to go, you know, to school, to, di- to dinner, to sleep, I don't know. Um, you can do suspended saves on the end. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Then I, okay, then I, then I take that back. Um, okay. So that, that's my mistake. I didn't realize that. Uh, but I just know I've seen a lot of people talk about that the, the save system was broken and they ruined it. And I, and I, that might be true. I feel like there is an argument for that, but also this is at its core a portable game. It is a 3DS game. And so you do have to kind of, you know, lowest common denominator. Think about people that are playing this on a bus. Think about people that are playing it, you know, uh, on a train or at school. Um, You can't have rigid saves like that in a portable game. You just can't. You really just can't. Just close the 3DS then. What if the battery dies? What if, you, what if your battery's dying? You close that 3DS. Uh, and 3DS batteries are not great. Um, they don't last forever. And even in, you know, that even in like rest mode when it's closed, battery still runs down. And uh, you still can't save anywhere. You still have to go and you warp to a uh, an owl statue somewhere. Usually there's an owl statue at the beginning of of a dungeon you have to have that for your uh, portable audience though so i understand looking at majora's mask as a thing that is a perfect object right flawed or not it's perfect leave it as is but they had to make this a 3ds game and so you have to, that has to change the swimming sucks but what are you gonna do i don't know it didn't bother me if someday Majora's Mask is re-released on Switch, uh, they should keep the quality of life improvements. I think kind of the issue with... Uh, God, it is kind of unfortunate that um, both of these, the Ocarina 3DS and Majora's Mask 3DS, came out on the 3DS. And, um, you know, Nintendo doesn't really remaster games like that. And so it's like the only way that these games could have ever been made is if they were on the 3DS. And of course, actually, yeah, that comment about Majora's Mask being on the Switch. Uh, that's a bigger conversation of like Nintendo putting DS games on Switch, which I don't think they're, they have any incentive to do. They ain't making a, they're not making a Switch 2 anytime soon. Switch 1s are still selling extremely well. Why would they do that? Like, 
it is the same reason why all the Pokemon games have been the same. Why change it up? Is it just it'll just cost more money. That is why we haven't got a Grand Theft Auto Six yet because Grand Theft Auto Five is still making a ton of money. There's no incentive for them to do that. But we're we're getting away. This is a bigger uh, a bigger discussion, unfortunately. Um, let's see. For lack of save any time, uh, does it make it too easy and reduce that time tension? Um, I don't know about that. I still feel like at its core, this game, uh, even the, for all the all this the, this you know struggles I had with the camera, um, I, I still that was always just kind of a frustration that I was having trouble locking on enemies and, and keeping my eye on enemies. But again, I never really felt like I was ever close to dying that often. I think I only died a couple times early in the game because I didn't have a whole lot of a uh, uh, um uh heart containers, but definitely by like the third and fourth dungeons, I had a ton of heart containers and access to oh there's so many bottles now, so many potions you can get by almost every single um every single warp point, every single uh uh uh, uh owl thing that you can warp to. I think there is a fairy next to every single one of those. So no matter where you're going at the start of your next cycle, there's going to be a fairy right next to you. So if you're talking about difficulty, I think that the, you know, the save anywhere stuff, um, I don't think it really does much with, uh, I don't think it makes the, I think if you're talking about things that make this game too easy, that is not really part of the conversation. They're, they're bigger fish to fry there. I hate Tingle. <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, okay. All right. His his character is like, I'm not sure what to make of his character. It's a lot to unpack there. Uh, and I don't think we have time to unpack that here. Uh, the thing I don't like about him is that he tries to, he'll sell you maps that you already have. That's just irritating to me. And if you like try and buy a map and it's like, oh, you already have the swamp. Because I don't know. Maybe I, I've been just like double checking. Like, do I have all the maps here? I don't really have a good way to check. And if you don't, he's like, you already have that. All right, bye. And then you talk to him again. You got to go through that whole spiel. His whole spiel of him talking, blah, 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 blah. I'm 35. I want a fairy. Blah, blah. Shut up. Just do. Can I buy that map or not? Let me buy the map. Um... He's weird. He's kind of creepy. There's, but there's, you know, Zelda. Zelda games have always had something weird and creepy in them. So, uh, he fits. If you have a problem, if you have a problem with Tingle, then you should also maybe have some reservations about, or maybe if you you might not have a problem with the Tingle, you might have a problem with like <laughs> the Grand Fairies and how they like scream laugh. <laughs> um. Even how the fairies, oh man, oh, the fairies and how they are in Breath of the Wild. Ooh, there's a lot to unpack uh, there. That's weird. Um, I will say this, though. So, in, in, um, he slaps in Hyrule Warriors, though. Really? Man, Hyrule Warriors is fun. I haven't played the new one, but that old Hyrule Warriors. God, that's a great podcast game. That's some good stuff. Um... I will say, so I don't mind the 3DS port. Uh, I will say that I 
and do not fucking like the GameCube port. And I will tell you, I played it. Oh, that's right. And this is kind of the reason why I had a beef with um some of these dungeons. I've had to play them multiple, multiple, multiple times because the GameCube port uh, crashes. Just hard bop crashes uh, a lot. And it fucking sucks to be halfway through a dungeon you're already not crazy about. <laughs> you're already not really having a good time with. And then it just dumps you. And you got, and then also, if it's the first time going to that dungeon, then you got to go and redo all of the quests to open the dungeon in the first place. That happened to me about like, dude, that happened to me like four, maybe five times now. This all happened in, in December. And this is early December when it happened, which was a, feels like a million years ago now. Um, there's weird uh, audio glitches, too, that happen like when you transition between uh, screens, when the screen is completely black. Uh, usually the music kind of like hitches for a second. It doesn't bother me so much. Um, the crashing was an issue. And then I feel like the Genku port has worse frame rate. Um, it's still bad frame rate. I don't know if it's worse than the N64 version, but like it's got some really, really bad frame rate. Uh, so I would say that like, yeah. I, I, I would definitely say that that GameCube port that's on the uh, the Legacy Collection or whatever it's called, that's trash. That's Garbo. Get rid of that. I don't know that the... I, I wonder if the Ocarina port is any better. Um, but I feel like if I ever if I ever go back to that, I'd probably just uh, finally... I'd probably go to 3DS or, you know, go through the N64 version again. And all the lost game saves. And all the games where I've lost saves, Majora's Mask is probably the game that hurt the most. Uh, it, it only bothered me for the dungeons. When I would lose progress in the GameCube version, and I had to do like a you know a normal world quest again, uh, that didn't bother me so much. Because um, I was always... Because once you know what to do and where to go, it's, it's so much faster. Um, a lot of the fun in this game is uh, just wandering around and finding... Uh, like finding people and finding stuff to do. Once you know what to do and where to go, you can actually beeline pretty quickly through this game. Um, how many copies of Majora's Mask do I have? Just three. Uh, I have the N64, GameCube, and 3DS. But I think for the... Uh, I technically have two copies of Ocarina for GameCube. Um, because I also have the the... The, the Master Quest uh, GameCube. Actually, you know what? If I ever go back to Ocarina, I probably want to play the Master Quest again. But I heard that those dungeons are like ridiculously hard, like stupid, like kind of not very good hard. Um, how many copies are there? Oh, okay. You're saying don't don't try it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are interesting. Yeah. I wonder if did, did they make the Master Quest any kind of like easier? Did they tone that shit down in the 3DS port? I'd be interested to, to try that. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Majora's Mask. This is a game that um, uh, I, 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 the, the 3DS port did a lot to fix it, a lot to change it, but still at its core, I don't know that this game um, 
ages quite that well because I just feel like this is a open world game with um, not enough specking and collecting and with a lot of side quests and not a whole lot of incentive to um, to do them. So I don't know that this game kind of ages quite that well. It would honestly, this feels like a game that they should make like a proper damn sequel to because this three days concept, this time traveling concept uh, is really, 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 really good. And I feel like that if Nintendo wanted to redo this, they totally could do a much better job. Um, but I don't know that that's anything that they're, they're interested in doing. Um, though I, I do think that they are slowly becoming better at open world games. I do think that like, you know, Breath of the Wild is at its core an open world game where there's not much to it. Breath of the Wild's genius is that like there's actually not a whole lot to that game. But what is there? All the pieces of that game, how well those pieces all click together to make this like really uh, inventive and always sort of evolving and interesting experience. That's kind of the genius of that game. But, you know, Nintendo's pretty good. They, they've shown the Zelda games can be really good at these open worlds, right? And uh, this is an example of them. Like, I don't know if people really give them credit for this. I don't know that a lot of people talk about Majora's Mask as an open world game and kind of as a trailblazing one. They should. But, um... Breath of the Wild is an artsy outing. Someone threw in a Lightning Returns name drop earlier. But not to bang on how much I like that system. Uh, it had a three-day time loop? Really? Oh, I didn't realize that. But the reward for the side quests was time extensions. And you're meant to try and beat the game on one loop going through. Wait, really? Wait, what? The third Final Fantasy 13 game totally has like a three-day time loop thing? I didn't... Di I did not... What? I. This is the first I'm hearing of this. That is ridiculous. What? I don't believe you. That is ridiculous. Lightning Return slaps. I'm going to have to definitely check that out. Because playing Majora's Mask 3D was like, yeah, this is a great game that was like so far ahead of its time that it's just like kind of become cute and antiquated. Um, but by virtue of it being such a weird and different and interesting Zelda game that I, I still feel like it, it, it comes recommended. But I do think that a lot of its charm is is sort of lost and that Nintendo should go and do something with this again. Um, yeah. Oh, but I will say this. I thought, I thought the last boss was really easy. But also, I need to go back and fight that last boss again. Which, spoilers, is the Majora's Mask. Um, without the, uh, 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 the, the grown Link mask. Um, ain't they all easy? You know what? Okay. Let's talk about the bosses before, before, we, before we leave here. Um, the bosses are fine. I will say I like that the remake makes the second boss a little more interesting. 3DS uh, is, you know, you turn into a Gorgon and then you, you know, turn, you roll into a ball and you got to, you know, strike it a whole bunch. In the uh, GameCube and N64 version, you are just chasing this dude around, a you know, a big circle and he's hitting it a lot. 
And it's kind of dull because it takes so many damn hits. Um, it's an easy boss. It just kind of takes a lot of time. It's not really engaging. But then uh, uh, in the uh, the remake, eventually you hit it enough times and it stops and a big old eyeball pops out and you got to shoot the eyeball and stuff like that, um, which is kind of a weird change. But I feel like they needed to spice that up. They needed to, to, to give some more life to that. And I think they did it. However, uh, the fourth boss fight in 3DS remake, oh my God, took forever. Takes so long. On paper, it's really cool. Turn to a giant. It becomes like a wrestling game. And that's fun. Uh, but there is, uh, you know, the final phase where you're fighting the last little uh, flying centipede thingy. Uh, you have to strike it numerous times before it uh, goes back, it burrows into the ground. And if you don't strike it enough times, it gets its life back, so to speak. So you can sit there on that loop for what, I, what feels like an hour. And you're like, am I doing something wrong? It's like, no, you just have to hit it enough times to get it to fall down it's uh that was a bummer didn't enjoy that um i did kind of like how like man i did get some dark souls vibes there are a handful of fights where you are really you know doing that mike tyson's punch out style dark souls uh fighting and it's it's all it's all right um apparently they changed the boss fight though uh for the fourth a lot and uh, I, I never played that far on the GameCube version and the N64 version, so I can't compare that fight. But it seems like that's another part that the, the people don't like the remake on, um, and I would I would tend to agree. Okay, we had a couple of uh, questions in the uh, uh, people on Patreon. So coming to us from a person with no name. I didn't know you could do that on Patreon, but apparently there's a person, no name, no face. So whoever you are, I can't even tell you who you are because you won't even tell me who you are. Hot take, best Zelda game, but also super frustrating dungeon design. Uh, can't forget playing it as a kid and continually stuffing up the Gorgon rolling and falling off of Snowhead. Uh, yeah, no, agreed. Um, I remember in the N64 version, the uh, Gorgon race that you do after you beat the uh, uh, that dungeon, finding it really, really hard. I don't think I did not beat that quest um, on the 64 version because I just felt like the controls and the frame rate were so terrible. But man, the uh, 3DS version, I, I managed to beat, I think, God, like first, second try. Um, I guess it didn't really didn't really bother me. And uh, Louise, another. uh but yeah, the, uh, actually, I will say this. I think the um, the Gorgon, uh, uh, Goron, sorry, not Gorgon, Goron, um, rolling, they did tweak it a lot in uh, the 3DS version. Also, oh, you know what they tweaked in the 3DS version, which was a huge improvement? Uh, the Goron's punch. Uh, the Goron attack in the 3DS version is so much better. Uh, punching and, and attacking stuff as a Goron and the... Uh, N64 version, forget it. Garbage. Can't jet. Oh my, just so frustrating. So terrible. And then in 3DS version, I'm punching stuff like a pro. Feels great. Hell yeah. Loved it. That was a huge improvement. And I do think that they did make the uh, 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 the rolling a little tighter. Didn't bother me so much. And uh, all right. Next question, though. Uh, 
Louise says, I want to play this, but it's uh, still very high price on the DS. Uh, hopefully, once I've completed this, all the games I have, I'll have saved enough to get it. Yeah, there's a weird thing that happened with both these uh, 3DS uh, remakes. Is um, Actually, I do not have a copy of uh, uh, Ocarina of Time 3DS, because uh, when that came out, I didn't have a 3DS. Um, they're both kind of hard to find. I feel like Nintendo totally put them in the Disney vault. You know, you can find these games, you know, used. They're all over the place. They sold a couple million copies, but they're a, a pretty penny. Um, these games kind of became hard to find. Um, so, and it, I, I don't, you know, I don't think Nintendo's making 3DS games anymore. So you're going to have to go and get them used. Um, these, this is, these, these are examples of like, uh, oh, that $20 now. Nice. Okay. So this did Nintendo selects 20 bucks. If you can find that new, uh, or if you can get it digital, I would recommend it, but I, I don't know that. Yeah. Cause so both of the 3ds games came out as greatest hits or Nintendo selects, but you know, basically greatest history releases kind um, but I don't know that you can find those new anymore. You know, I don't think Best Buy and GameStop are selling uh, 3DS games anymore. So you would you're you're buying that shit off of eBay. You're going on Craigslist, and that's going to be uh, probably a pretty penny. Walmart has it. Okay, cool. All right, maybe they are still around. Very few of the GameStops and stuff around here have 3DS and uh, Wii U stuff, which is unfortunate. And uh, also they said that my dogs are cute and that sounds corny, but they're having a bad day and looking at puppies or kittens makes them uh, feel better. And yes, they are Yorkies. Um, I took a picture of the uh, of my Zelda games for the purposes of posting about this in a discord. And I also decided to frame the picture because both my dogs uh, were hanging around a pillow and uh, my dogs are cute. So I was and I, and I run the damn thing. So if I want to post cute dogs. It's going to happen. All right. That is that is the tr- trigger warning. Look out. Sorry. But facts don't care about your feelings. And I got dogs and they're cute. So there you go. Um, the Wii U is dead. It shouldn't be. Wii U is great. Wii U is awesome. The Wii U gamepad is underrated. Wii U gamepad feels great. I played, I, I played through all of Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. And I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed it a whole hell of a lot. Uh, so unless we have any other questions here, I think this has been an hour uh, of uh, talking about Majora's Mask. I think we hit just about everything. Let me look at my notes here. I think we went over uh, everything I wanted to talk about here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's it. Like I said, all I had to say. Um, when's the next Doom video? <laughs> I, I meant if you had any questions about like Majora's Mask, but um, before everything, all the craziness happened in December and stuff, uh, I was hoping to do a, uh, a video about uh, Doom Eternal on the Switch. And um, so that'll probably be the next Doom video if we do one. Uh, talk about the two Doom switch ports but it's been it's been crazy we've only really been back to work here for uh really like a week you know the move and recovering from 
almost choking to death uh, at the end of January. Kind of really that whole month was a mulligan. Um, as well as other personal things, like I said, I don't have time to get into. But uh, we've only really been back at it now for a week. Uh, and so um, having only really made one video in the last like two months, got to get back. Got got to get back in our, in our groove here. So, um, yeah. And I do do think that uh, I'm gonna have to say um, here before we close that uh, I think this will be the last game club that we're gonna be doing. Um, I think we had a lot of fun doing these uh, through most of 2020, but I do think that they did kind of take a lot of the schedule. Uh, and a lot of, um, it, it didn't quite work for our scheduling and I need to have a little more, uh, worry about how we spend our time, worry about how we spend our energy. And, um, it's, yeah, it's hard to, to you know, this is a constantly evolving thing. Uh, we've been doing this Patreon now for five years. Um, and, uh, we'll be six years in May. So, uh, we've done all kinds of things done all kinds of things and been like that was fun but didn't quite work and we've done something that's like hey that's that's working let's keep going with that so um i yeah like you know i'm doing this solo grace could not um find the time to uh play majora's mask uh i barely found time thankfully i was playing mostly the 3ds version uh which was the most convenient way for me to play for a lot of the uh of the move though i did get to uh the third dungeon on the, on the gamecube version still still did my time on that gamecube version but um, yeah, it's uh, I think that we I want to keep going with podcasts, but I do think the game club is going to have to uh, come to a close. And uh, that'll free up, you know, some more podcasting time, maybe some more streaming time, maybe. But hey, at the end of the day, you know, uh, this is all fun, extra stuff. We're having a good time here. But, you know, the people here in the chat in the discord, you are here supporting us because you want the videos. And that's that, 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 that has to take, um, the priority. So when we look at things and we look at our work week, when we look at our workflow and it's like ah, the game club is, is, is kind of, a something that wasn't quite working out. Um, so, uh, but I'm glad we went out on, on a, on a real banger here. If not for the game club, man, I wouldn't have played a lot of Goemon games. It was really fun playing through, you know, star tropics again. And it finally got me to finish Majora's mask. So, um, yeah. Also hit pretty well as a quarantine activity. Yeah, I think that was maybe um a, a huge aspect of starting uh game club because I believe it was like, shoot man, we did for most of the year last year. I feel like we started that like in April or May, maybe a little late. I don't remember now, but it was it was like yeah, a quarantine activity. Um, but uh, we had a lot of fun. I think I'm gonna wrap that up. So I want to say um, what is my favorite transformation mask in Majora's Mask? Uh, God, I skipped all of them. I, I, I watched them like once and then I, I had shit to do. <laughs> I think that, um, the Zora one looks genuinely the coolest. Uh, but the Goron one's the funniest, like his big teeth. Uh, the big teeth are fun. Um, the Deku one's just like kind of terrifying. Zora is Link. <laughs> Zora Link is Bay. 
Yeah, he's all adult. Looking hunky. Yo, the Zoras, they always make them kind of hunky too. Damn, like the uh uh the Zora in <laughs> the main Zora guy you hang out with in uh, Breath of the Wild. His like pose is that he like flexes his bicep and then like smiles at you. It's like I can't compete with that. I gotta go to the oh man, I gotta, yeah, I see Grace is over here swooning. and I'm like, I gotta hit the gym. Oh no. <laughs> I'm hanging out with this guy, because this guy fucks. Um Okay, but I think on I think on that. I think on that note, that's the best note you can end a podcast on, right? Uh, this was fun doing it solo, but hopefully we will have uh, uh, Grace back with us. Um, actually, say hi, Grace. You're, you're in the room here. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Grace is actually... I've been filming in 64 boxes this entire yeah, Gra- time. Yeah, Grace has been actually working on the video, and I'm here chatting about Majora's Mask. But uh, keep your eyes and your ears uh, locked in to our Patreon. Um, we will have uh, more stuff coming for you. Uh, like always, this uh, podcast here, we have a handful of folks here in the chat chatting along with us here in the Patreon. Um, and uh, these people, you know, they are, are are able to support us financially through Patreon. However, this podcast and recording is free for everybody. Uh, we are on Spotify and iTunes and stuff now. And so um, that's just our little, hey, we... we, we 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 want to be we want to be there for people as much as we can, right? Um, so we're happy this is a, a a free podcast for all, but it's also nice to to chat here with uh some some friends here, I think. And now you were honking in the chat. Maybe this was a bad idea, y'all. I'm trying to trying to have a sincere and nice close to this podcast, and you jackals, you jackals in the chat, talking about honking. Uh. Y'all are a bunch of untitled gooses yourselves. How about that? No, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you um, hanging out with me. Oh, now you're adding now you're adding animated GIFs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Can't believe the, the, the disrespect here. We're going to wrap it up, folks. Uh, we'll be back again with another podcast, uh, Normal Ass Podcast. Um, uh, and that'll be very soon. We are, again, still getting settled. We are, in fact, back to making videos. Um and new videos will be coming, uh, man, hopefully within, uh, if everything goes as planned, we will have had two videos out being edited by the end of this week, um, which means that in probably one week or two weeks from what I'm talking now, there'll be a fresh video for you. Uh, once we get that pipeline nice and smooth, we will then look, look at things like podcasts and streams, make sure that that stuff uh, comes secondary. I wish that we could do all the things I want to do. There's only so many hours in the day. So please keep your ears and eyes tuned to our Patreon or our Twitter or in the Discord. Um, but that is going to do it. Uh, on behalf of Grace Kramer and Dollop and Launchpad, all four of us wish you a safe and happy day. Have a good week. Have a good night. Whatever you are doing in the future, we hope it is good. And we want to say thank you so much for listening and take care. <laughs>